This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Perfect person, the show where I'm perfect and you are a person. This morning I had cheese eggs. The fuck are cheese eggs? Well, you might be wondering, wow, is that scrambies? Yeah. But then I'm putting a Parmesan cheese in them for sort of a French twist. I'm doing culinary explosions before 8 a.m. even happens. Wow. Protein. Mm-mm. Yerp. Cheese. Yeah. And I'm sort of doing it in a way that is French. I'm uh, I'm sort of... Ex- you're a chef. I'm a chef. Yeah. I'm going to the Culinary Institute before most people are even up. I'm in my kitchen and I'm, and I'm, and I'm whipping my little eggs and I'm... How many eggs? Well, I make three. One for me. And like, it's like one and a half for me, one and a half for Juge, my baby. Was he... The baby he's eating the same amount as you? Oh, he, yeah. he'll wow. chow. Oh, he'll fucking take down two eggs. If I make two eggs, he'll eat the entire thing. He's Good a monster. He's a girl. He's girl. He's he might be taller than you someday. He will be. He's going to be giant. Yeah, because Sarah's uh, Sarah's, Sarah's tall also too. tall. He is humongous, and he towers over other kids that are his same. His he's going to be age. a fucking bully, baby. No I love way. It. I know. The fear is the fear is that he's a bully. You both are so wonderful. We'll uh, teach him to be just like Dexter. Yes. Speaking of, well, yeah. in the studio, <laughs> speaking of, my favorite sociopath in the studio, in the studio today, Arieth, welcome to the show. Obviously, uh, I made jokes for years while we worked at BuzzFeed mm. together uh, that you were sort of a Dexter type, um, throwing bodies in the LA River, and everyone thought you were such a nice guy. That's very true. I think... Uh, <laughs> This doesn't legally hold up in court. Yeah. But what I will say is... If anything, you were right to a degree. I think okay. When ba- Miles and I met yeah. at BuzzFeed, yeah, sure. we were young little interns. You yeah, know? we're little interns. And yeah. the thing is, I was you know I wanted to get this job, baby. Yeah. So I was just like I was. <laughs> I, I do think I'm a nice guy, but I was turning it up to the max. Everyone know? was like, "Are you such a little sweetie pie?" <laughs> Everyone thought that you were like a little cuddly teddy bear, and then you would like turn to me and say <laughs> the most heinous things like under your breath, and I'd be like. This guy's a fucking crazy person. No one believed. And no one believed me. He was Dokes. We always say he was Dokes. If you've seen Dexter, Dokes is the cop that is the one guy that suspects Dexter. That thinks Dexter's up to no good. Uh, and what um, happened to Dokes, huh? I know. Yeah, Harvey Dokes got killed. Did you say Harvey Dokes? <laughs> Harvey Dokes. No. Dokes. Did you watch the most recent season of Dexter? I did not. I did not. Is it? Is it good? It's not quite the same. It's not the same. If Dokes is in there, it's, not it's the also same. not in Miami. So, like, what's fun about yeah. Dexter is that it's in Miami, kind of. Yeah, we've talked about this before, but I always enjoyed how he'd be killing someone, and there's a funny little, little, be like, he's like dancing. It's fun. It is fun. It's a good show. It is a fun show. It definitely, as everyone says, it slips off. But the first few seasons, it's a good bunch of. 
It's great. I love Dexter, it. and it's a good rewatch. I find also. Yeah, it's got that like sly little Showtime vibe that doesn't really exist yeah. anymore. I feel like for on sure that was a, that was like a, that and Breaking Bad were like uh, in a vibe together for a little bit. Yeah, you know, a little Dexter and Breaking because people were like, we love ethical criminals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great way of putting it, and that's a great way of putting it, uh, describing me. I yeah, would yeah say. describing you, you know because. Mm-hmm. I will say that you were probably right in the way you would call me Dexter in the sense that <laughs> I wasn't killing people, but I definitely was. I would say, yeah, maybe putting on. I was just. I don't think I was putting on facade, but I was definitely holding back aspects. Well, you know what's funny is now I would say you look like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like when we first met, you were oh, like yeah. you had like um, windsept part, like side parted hair. Yeah, you wore your glasses and your collared shirt every day. Yeah. Your well fitting slacks and responsible <laughs> shoes. And now you look how I've always pictured you, where you have bright pink hair. You're covered in <laughs> tattoos, and you're wearing like you're wearing camo <laughs> pants and boots. You've like this is the this is the id that was always inside of you, and it's it good to see you finally. Years, come I out. appreciate. Well, that's well, I appreciate you recognizing that inside me many years before anyone else did. I think a lot of people were caught off guard. You probably like that. No, I was <laughs> like, this is sick. like this. <laughs> this of course, this makes sense. Like, uh, our, yeah, yeah. It was. It, I, you were very perceptive, though. I think you know, mm. that's why I was able to make those little little comments under my breath to you because I. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, had a, gets it. I had a series on Instagram <laughs> that I would just do that was like, Aria, what are your thoughts on like whatever issue is going? Oh, Arya speaks. Arya speaks out. It was yeah, like, Arya, can you speak out about the Weinstein allegations? <laughs> and then Spacey allegations came yeah, out. Yeah, Spacey allegations. It was just you being like, well, it's a, it's a terrible time in history. It's really, and you just sort of <laughs> go off for a while on whatever allegations had, had recently come out. Really fucking made me laugh. Uh, um, uh, but Arya, for those who might not know ooh. you, what makes you perfect to be on the show today uh, I to mean, answer these calls? Honestly, if I'm being genuine for a moment, you know, I think... Uh, it's been a period of growth for me over the past year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, please. It's well, been no. a period of growth. Well, it's I mean, I think, you know what? I, the period of growth is my, my advice, I guess, for anyone that wants to be perfect, which is to be, you know, don't give a fuck what other people think. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's what, that thing, that's what I've been working on for the past few years in the back of my mind. That's mm. what's been cooking in the back of my mind. Is yeah. that, you know what? We all... We're all just trying to do our own thing. And if you start worrying about what other people think of you, if, I mean, if I did, I wouldn't have my fucking hair pink. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. Well, I think uh, it's like, yeah, like I always feel that way about this show and like my creative projects. Like uh, it's so stupid. But if if no one gave a sh- like if uh, if my stuff was going out and I had no following and whatever, mm-hmm. there are probably people in my life that might judge what it was, what, what I was doing. Like, I think that there's something really funny about like you judge your friends for trying something mm-hmm. or like people will be like, oh my gosh, yeah, he's just releasing these videos. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I don't know if that's the avenue. And then they blow up and everyone's like, we really support that. Yeah. yeah. And I think part of the runway, the fear is always that other people are judging you as you're mm-hmm. making this stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, but I think sometimes you just got pushed through and, I, and, you know, and, you know, and at the end of the day, we only live once. Hey, Dolo, baby. baby. Baby, you only live once. Solo dolo. <laughs> <laughs> Kid Cudi much? Is that a Kid Cudi album? Solo dolo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, what? Let's hear it, Aria. So, Solo dolo. There we go. Yeah. Um, but uh, gotcha. I like that. Don't th- don't care what people think. I mean, j- j- like obviously to a degree, maybe you know, if if you're if you're doing some blow and people are telling you maybe slow down, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe listen to them on that. Slow down. <laughs> but hey, maybe slow you know, down, partner. If you're like you want to do some TikTok dances, <clears throat> go for it. You know? I think TikTok's especially that way. You see a TikTok. 
uh, somebody dancing, it has 10 views. You're like, how sad. You see that same video, person dancing, video's no different. 10 million views. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, whoa, this yeah. is pretty cool, huh? Yeah. And it's just dumb. Like, it's all the same type of thing. Uh, Aria, well, I love that advice. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're obviously also on the show because uh, you're one of my friends. Yeah. And you're a fantastic documentary producer. Thank you. That's very kind. Well, honestly, I've all... I've always said this to Miles, but he's he's one of the most talented people I know, and <sighs> it, it's not. It might be sound a little hyperbolic, but one of BuzzFeed's biggest mistakes was not hiring this man full time. It's the truth. It's a fact. He was an intern with me. I got the job full time. I think he maybe you were too white, too straight, maybe, but creatively, I, I'll let you say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but creatively, I mean, you were just. I mean, we see we've seen how successful you've been and all the yeah. great work you've done. Both Try Guys. But when you went to the Try Guys, but now look at all this. Look at this. You don't see the empire he's built around like, off camera. <laughs> you don't see the pile of junk <laughs> in the corner. But truly, though, you're so talented and you work so hard. Yeah. You're, I know you're just a great guy, genuinely. You and Sarah, mm. their wedding, I cried. Ugh. You know, it, what can I say? It's That's a pleasure. Very nice uh, but yes, I, that was just me. I, I'm bad at receiving compliments. And so I, I'm really I felt bad I had at it. To but I'm going to receive it right now. I'm going to absorb it. Hang on. You should. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, I really do appreciate you saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're one of my favorite creative people. God bless you. And uh, I'll say that, yeah, with the BuzzFeed thing, it's so funny because at the time that I didn't get hired full time, I was so devastated. And I really, I really felt like, oh my gosh, I've made such a mistake. I've like wasted this opportunity mm-hmm. and whatever. And then it so worked out in my favor mm-hmm. in every fucking way. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's one of those things that's easy to look back on now and be like, Okay, actually, I know I was upset about this, but like it did end up totally benefiting me to be free and available when the guys ultimately left and mm-hmm. then hired me full time there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's just so funny how this stuff works. Yeah, and uh, that, I think that's also a lesson for people, right? It's like sometimes yeah. things just don't pan out at first the way you expect them to, but you know, I mean, who knows? Honestly, had you been hired at full time at BuzzFeed, maybe you'd been there as long as I had, and then these other avenues, like podcasting, for example, was yeah. never a thing. BuzzFeed, I mean, they had podcasts, but you know. Yeah. Not it the just, same kind of way. When it may not have shook it out the way that life meant it for it too for, exactly. for miles. Yeah, you know? but it is funny because like I uh yeah, that that stuff is always interesting to me. Like what path you take. I think it's also persistence. Somebody once told me like the way and when and when I say somebody once told me, I mean I heard a podcast and they said this. Um <laughs> and in a way they told me. Because they told me through Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, through yeah. their words. Yeah. They, well, they weren't talking to me. Yeah. They were talking on a podcast. But <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the point is <laughs> that they were like, uh, success in show business is just persistence. Stay, stay, yeah. stay there. You, you, you fail, stay, just stay where you are and just keep doing it. Because I think that like the only way to truly fail is if you're like, okay, I get laid off from Buzzfeed or like the, you know, the program ends, mm-hmm. I don't get hired full time. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? I, uh, that was such a failure. I have to move back to North Carolina mm. and I'm just going to work at the DMV. And that's fine. Some people do that. But if you want to be successful in show business, you just have to maintain and just be like, I'm just going to stick around. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be available for additional things. Hang on, Aria. Uh, I was waiting for it. Uh, yeah. I'm so glad I got to see it in person. <laughs> you get to see the <laughs> power kick. His cheek in my face. Right I know. Too. Nice, I'm cheeked nice. up, ready to put it in your face. I liked what I saw. I won't lie. Don't um, tell Sarah. Well, Aria, uh, <laughs> we've got to get to the phone lines. Oh, hell yeah. I've been, I'm ready. Because I'm people are calling in and they mm-hmm. need our help. And by the way, if you're out there listening, if you like the show, then subscribe it on whatever platform you're listening to, YouTube, Spotify, etc. So you don't miss an episode because next episode, next week's episode is going to be so good that it's going to be crazy. And if you can't get enough of the show, then guess what? 
Now you can by joining the Patreon and listening to the bonus episodes on Friday, as well as regular episodes of the show with an extended cold open, including this one. We talked all about Arya's upcoming documentary that is fucking so riveting, and I'm oh, so right. excited That's, for you to finish you. it because I cannot genuinely wait to watch it. Uh, uh, so go to the Patreon to get bonus episodes. I call back people from the show. I do bonus episodes on Friday and all that other good stuff. So until then, we have some very nice callers today, Aria. Oh, I'm very excited for this. Miles, you gotta help. I think I have pink eyes, but it's like very early stages. If you know how to get rid of it, that would be great because my birthday's tomorrow and I'm trying to canoodle a person. Please, <laughs> thank you. Help me. Bye. That moment when you have pink eye, but you want to f- dick down. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Eating food is something I love to do. (laughs) It's the best part of my day. And luckily, eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. And let me just tell you, the two-minute window that it takes to get ready is absolutely the thing for me, because I'm a busy beaver. Okay, I'm going everywhere. I've got a little son. He goes to bed. I'm exhausted at the end of the day, and I want to eat something yummy. And Factor is there to help me thrive. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor sent me a bunch of meals, and I licked the plate clean. Specifically, the filet mignon and mushroom risotto I found to be delish. Also, they sent me some wellness shots, and I gotta tell you, kicking my day off with a wellness shot, we did one with cayenne pepper. We did one that was like, all that juicy, juicy green stuff, I loved. I thought it was like fantastic and I could not get enough of it. Head to factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 and use code perfectperson50 to get 50% off. That's code perfectperson50 at factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 to get 50% off. Shrimp and cocktail peanut butter and jelly. These are iconic duos. But what about the iconic duo when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling vintage swords or, of course, lovely little clam tarts, <laughs> Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered, baby. No matter how big your business gets, Shopify's there to help you scale and grow while you're selling one clam tart and while you're selling a million clam tarts by the seashore. It's the global force behind Allbirds, Rafi's, Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash perfect person, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash perfect person now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash perfect person. If you're selling stuff, then you're going to want to check this puppy out. Do you know, have you ever had pink eye? I have not had pink eye. Thank the Lord. <laughs> what, are you, what are you so happy about? It's surprising. 
Don't leave you. <laughs> you, you feel, uh, really? I'm yeah, surprised. No, yeah, no, really? Yeah. Are, you've never had pancakes? I'm a clean boy. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Hi. Doctor's calling. <gasps> um, thanks for calling Perfect oh Person. Oh, my God. Hello. I'm here with my friend, Aria, and we are about to cure your pink eye once and for all so you can dick oh God, down. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you so, so much. This is amazing. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, I'm here with Aria. Aria, want to say what up? Hey, what up? <laughs> <laughs> what up, Aria? What up? Hope the pink eye is not too painful. So why don't you tell us what's going on and who you're trying to dick down? Exactly. Um, so I woke up this morning and I had some gunk in my eye and I'm just trying so hard um, to get rid of that. Um, <laughs> I, um, I had pink eye like two years ago and so I like saw the gunk and I was like, I do not trust this. But I also, I've just recently started having a silly casual sex with a friend and I um, would like to continue doing that. Well, my question is, uh, okay, so pink eye, and I hate to get too graphic here, but um, it means that you have fecal matter in your eye. Does it? Yes. (laughs) That is the origins of... (laughs) Oh, I thought you could get from like scratching, no? No, you can't, and I don't want to... I I mean, I guess I'm just curious. Do you know where you might have gotten (laughs) fecal matter in your eye? <laughs> you do. So that's a yes. So that's an unequivocal yes, obviously. No, 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 Miles, I don't I swear. <laughs> Did you by chance were you near someone's butt? No, actually. Um, I, don't I, feel like yeah, I, don't, I don't believe no, you. No, I don't believe no. you. <laughs> Miles, please. Oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? What are, you, what are you pleading for? It must. It must have been. I have a bad habit of rubbing my eye always, all the time, and so. I, I must have just not washed my hands well enough at some point. Yeah. Um, mm, uh, yeah. She, maybe she, she, you did a little poop and oh, some, okay. like some flecked off into a head. Okay. I mean, yeah. 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 yeah maybe it was just a, maybe, sorry. The good news is you didn't get it from anywhere else. It was just you generally being unsanitary. <laughs> I'm just throwing out potential hey, hey, alternate no. options. <laughs> okay. Well, we haven't given you a fake name. All right. Can you give a fake name? Jocelyn. Jocelyn. <laughs> Jocelyn, my question for you is, yesterday, did your eye feel a little like, okay, this is a little weird. I'm kind of blinking and it's a little weird. And then have you hooked up with this person in the time that it's felt a little weird before it was full-blown um, pink eye? Last time I hooked up with this person was on Tuesday, and uh, I didn't notice anything yesterday. I only started noticing things today. The likelihood that you got it from this person is kind of up there. Right? Miles, you're really on this train that this was passed through. I, I just feel like it's like, yeah, you have one day of like, what's the word? And uh, there's the bacteria is just kind of like, what's up? I'm just arriving. And then that's when the party mm, really starts. Okay, you know. It's like a weekend trip. The first day, <laughs> the first day is not the, and then people really go hard the second day. And that's when the pink guy's like, by the way, I'm here to party. I think what you got to say is, um, okay. well, first of all, you have a, contag- a very contagious <laughs> <laughs> you could wear, you could you could possibly wear an eye patch. What do you that's feel about that, thinking. Aria? That's yep. exactly what I was thinking. A little eye patch. Oh, oh, no, I actually it's a look. So It'd be a look. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Have I considered wearing an eye patch? 
Just, <laughs> just on the daily. Just for fun. <laughs> the fleeting cross. Yeah. That thought crosses my mind. But yeah, an eye patch. And you know what? Maybe he's that into some role play. Yeah. You know? Pirate role play. Mm-hmm. It's not pirate, a bad idea. You know? Hey, I'm a sexy little pirate. Can you get my booty? <laughs> and then this person, what uh, can you can you give a fake name for the person you're hooking up with? Log. Log? Log. That's what I got. Okay, so and I hate to be this person, but like a like Oh my oh, tree, no, 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 like no, a no, like, like a poop that. log. No, no, no Miles. Sorry, this is really like this person gave you pink eye. If your first inst- if your subconscious is telling you to call this person no, then it's just gotta be that yeah. I think you gotta either say Bing guy cleans up pretty quick. So you gotta flush the area and look Google online. I'm sure there's just like some sort of cream or whatever. You just gotta cream it up. It's I'm pretty sure it's just like it's like a cold. It's like an infection of your eye. So you just gotta keep it good. Yeah. You could wear an eye patch and then still, you know, get I think that you're onto something with the eye patch. Eye patch or mm-hmm. a full mask. You wear oh. like a big rubber, like a Halloween Trump yeah, mask or, or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> and maybe, and if, if and if Log still wants to um, get down with it, mm. yeah. It, is, is, would you say Log is a kinky person? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, you're in. And you're telling me that you're not sure where you got the pink guy. Okay, now. Okay, now. I think you also just be like, hey, my. Eye. Also, the main thing you got to do, because I would imagine that Log, who is, uh, as you said, definitely kinky, mm-hmm. uh, is probably going to be down, want to hook up with you for your birthday. So, probably what you just got to say is, hey, my eye feels a little weird. I just want, like, it's kind of like, it just hurts a little bit. I might have some sort of light cold. Just want to make sure that's cool. You know what I mean? Okay. Like as long no, as you, no, I totally get that. If you lead Log to be like, okay, yeah, like I obviously, you know, am uh, I'm taking a risk here, a pink, I'm taking a pink risk here, <laughs> then I think it's fine. You said that you, you you do have to present all the information because you don't want to be like, you know, yeah, qui- yeah. quietly getting someone else sick. But I think that if Log knows, no, and Log is like, not. I am willing to take the risk because this we we have to simply get down yeah. with it. It's on it. It's on. It's on them. It's on lock. It's on lock. That's on lock. <laughs> it's giving. No, log. no, you're so correct for that. Um. So, uh, yeah. My advice is, uh, you got to wear that eye patch and uh, tell log that um they gave you pink eye. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. Thanks so much for calling in, uh, Jocelyn. <laughs> and we hope that you have a fantastic birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jocelyn. Thank you, Miles. I appreciate that. I love the show so much. You're like. Oh, that's, that's very nice of you. Have a fantastic evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. You too. Banger first call. Whoa. Yeah. Hey. Oof. That's what happens when you do some scat play. That's the risk. <laughs> I actually remember being in college and being like, I remember just being waking up and being like, ah, let me open my eyes. Oh, the crustiness of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, it was oh. just like, that is pink eye. I have had pink eye. Though. Yeah, there you go. It was very recently. No, that's, that's been- more recently, too. So the crustiness. You should have told like, me before you came year. to the studio. <laughs> it was like, like within the past year. No, I remember one time this really scary part was like, I got it and I was like, okay, this is great. But also in college, I feel like there was, I didn't know what it was. I was just like, this is weird. Like, what the fuck's going on? But I remember the really weird part was that I 
like did that that one day I was like, oh, it's kind of crusty. And then the next day I tried to open my eye and it wouldn't open at first. Oh, I, like the muscles yeah. in my eyelid were not strong enough to open. And I was like, oh, oh! <laughs> it was like so scary. And then I was like, OK, I, uh, and I used my hands and like a warm compress. And then I did open it. And it was fine. But it was at the moment in the moment. I was like, this is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> wow. Let's take an ad break. <laughs> <laughs> the world is a magical place. And I think that um, we have no choice simply then other than to take this call next. Hi, Miles. So I was with a roommate. We've been friends for about four years now, um, and everything usually goes fine. But lately, she's been leaving her dildo on our bathroom sink, um, and I just don't know how to approach that. So if you could give me a call back, that'd be great. Thanks. Have you ever run into this situation? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say that uh, my partner, Merle, uh, Mm -hmm. she she will leave uh, sometimes some of her personal toys. Well, but I feel like that's different because you're a partner. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I guess that's the only, but that obviously doesn't bother me. Yeah, right. Uh, It'd be funny if it did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the... uh, if I had a roommate that did that, no. I, I've only ever lived with my brother. But I will say that uh, I did have a roommate in college who who she uh, she would often bring home lovers, uh-huh. and they were very loud. Oh man, that we've had that call on the show before a couple times, I think. But the roommate who does not understand the the audio, yeah, levels of um, their screaming pleasure, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. I've I've experienced this before, and it is just like mm-hmm. how like everyone is hearing this. Like I didn't every, get off on it. Let me tell you that. No. I think a part of them gets off on it. <laughs> oh, no, I think yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. The person who's being extra loud, yeah. I think they like that it's like, oh, it's so crazy that I'm being so loud. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and everyone in the house can hear it. And I'm like making toast. And I'm like, this is unfucking believable <laughs> uh, Trying to make peanut butter toast at 7 p.m. Uh, yeah. Anyway, criminals. we got to call this person back and give them some advice. Mm-hmm. One more ring. Your call is- Unfortunately, we just called this person three times and they didn't answer a single freaking time. <sighs> so, Aria, my, I'm going to need to get your advice. This is advice not even live. This is just fucking advice. I'm shooting it right from the hip to the person not even getting any more details. I'd say mark your territory. Put I'd your say your own dildo on the not counter. Just, you know what? Let's go a little crazy. Bear with me. <laughs> Let's go a little crazy. You get this glint in your eyes. That's really haunting. Let's go a little crazy. Take that dildo. Yeah. Take some sanitary wipes. Wipe it clean. Wipe it clean. Put it in the dishwasher. Yeah, why not? And I want and I want you to take it. Just dip it in, in some like some like dirt outside. Oh my god. Make it look used and worn. And then put it back on the other side of the counter. Yeah, and it's like, oh, did you? you yeah. yeah. There's something haunting about a moved dildo. It's like Elf on the Shelf. Exactly. 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 And like, yeah, right. If there's there's a suction, question marks around it. If there's a suction cup on it, like putting a post-it on the dildo and suctioning it to something else in the house. Yeah. It's like a really good way to be like, hey, could you? Pl- hey, you left this in the bathroom, <laughs> suctioning it to their door. <laughs> yeah, make that move. I think that's not a bad idea. Because honestly, because then you're acknowledging it and yeah. they, they like, what, what just happened? If you, yeah. if you aren't leaving a note, if you make it a little bit more discreet, mm. like maybe it's on the on the on the coffee table. So yeah, I'm pitching sort of a fun little prank. You're picturing psychological warfare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you want? You don't want them to think that you know that exactly. they used it. Exactly. Because if they they ask you, oh, do you know what this was about? Yeah. 
Oh, what? What? Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah. What do you think should happen? You shouldn't be leaving this around then, I guess. My answer is going to be a post it's Arya's answer is going to be do some sort of crazy thing. Roll in the dirt. <laughs> Go outside, roll in the fucking dirt, and uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Enjoy yourself. And if you want to be nice, you can offer them the sanitary wipes afterwards to wipe it down. Yeah. You know, because if you want to, you know, if you're a good Offering roommate. a sanitary wipe to a roommate is really funny to me. <laughs> Hey, do you want some sanitary wipes? <laughs> it's I, so I loaded. Some, yeah, it's so. <laughs> hey, would you like a couple sanitary wipes that I have? <sighs> oh boy. boy, boy, oh boy! All right, we've got another call here. Hey, Miles, I'm trying to do like a wedding crashers moment on my like enemy's wedding. <gasps> so, if you have advice on how to do that, I'd appreciate it. Okay, Bye. we're gonna need to know why they're enemies, oh, and also this is, this is I love this. How stuff. to wedding crash? Have you ever you? I have crashed. You had it by the way. You made a YouTube video about <laughs> yeah. this. All right, you'll have to tell the caller about that because that's yeah. so fucking great. Hello, hello. You called perfect person, and I'm here to call you back. I'm with my friend Aria. Hey, Aria. Hi, Hi Miles. What's up? What's oh, literally good? Uh, okay, what's going on with your friend, and why are they your enemy, and why do you want a wedding crash? Oh my God, Miles! <laughs> this so this is this is a story from um from like when I was in college. I'm no longer in college. I'm in grad school. Okay, yes. let's uh, go education. Go Get that me. PhD. Yes, it's actually an MFA, but you know, um, <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh, it's actually for poetry. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, oh God, where do I even start? Um, this is a person who I lived with. Oh, okay. Um, so already terrible. Um, and I went to college during the time of the COVID pandemic, uh, like tragedy. many people, and it, mm. it ruined everything. Sure. And around the time that that happened, I was like starting to like get red flags about like this person as a roommate, but then like COVID happened. So like there was no time to like really think about it because like everything was over. So it was like, Oh, like this doesn't matter. I forget all about it. Right. I decided to live with this person again. <laughs> just you two. Was, was it like, just, my, it was just you two. Um, there were some other people involved too, but the first year it was just us. Okay. But got then it. we lived together again. Okay. And then like when we lived together again, like that's when like everything started going crazy. Like they started, like they had like some really like bad, like, personal like habits and then started going down the whole like alcohol like drug addiction train Duff. and i was like this yeah. just isn't good for sure and we were like dude like we're worried about you like i'm like worried about everything that's going on and then of course they get a partner and everything gets like extremely worse oh where, no like, i thought you were gonna say better <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no and like it's so the things just like start getting worse and then like they started getting better after that and they started cleaning up their problems but then they were like i'm done with college i'm giving up everything this is the girl of my dreams mm. i'm marrying them okay and we were all like whoa <laughs> whoa down a little bit yeah a lot of hot What's and cold sure got it <laughs> yeah and that's kind of how this person is and, like i wish them the best but you know <laughs> They started dating this person. I really <laughs> wish them the best, really, though. To be clear, I really I wish do, them the best. I do, I do. Because, like, I, I never want to see anyone, like... <laughs> but you want to crash their wedding. Yeah, I wanna cra <laughs> I'm going to crash their wedding, say to their face that I think that they're horrible, but I actually do really wish... No, them. but I want to 
do it for the drama. For the drama. <laughs> I, I love that. Hey, hey, I love that. I love drama. Well, okay, I guess like um, I want to hear about the wedding, but I also want to hear why specifically would you say this person is your enemy? Like what was the wronging that they did to you in a specific scenario? Obviously, yeah, like it sounds like they were like getting too drunk and being messy, et cetera. But what was one of the things that they did to you specifically that has you kind of uh, feeling like they're an enemy? Yeah, yeah, it was like partly like the fallout from like a lot of this and also mm-hmm. like them just trying to like turn people against me because like I guess in like their fog of everything like I became one of the outspoken like people of like oh like we're really worried about you like I was kind of like the spokesperson of like the friend group yeah that's tough like we're and I think they just blamed me and then they started like like turning trying to turn people against me and like talking shit about me and then there was like you know a whole like text explosion (gasps) where like they started like accusing me of like shit when I was like dude like I'm just like looking out for you and like trying to like yeah like help you in a lot of ways and then they were like oh you don't care about me or like who I am they like left college and like pretty soon like got engaged to this person but I hear from rumors that they're getting married this year Um. and like that's just a wedding that I need to be at like I I need to Sorry, I'm I'm following. I'm right on board. What does it mean personally? What is it? What would it mean personally for you to be there? Do you feel like it would close the loop? Do you feel like you would get revenge? What are you in it for? I mean, like revenge is definitely an option, but not one that I need. I Um, love this caller. I love you. I don't know. We don't have a name for you, but I love you. What's the name, Aria? Antoinette. Antoinette. What is in it for you? Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Let them eat cake. Let the, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, did you mean it like that? No, I didn't. But uh, uh, that's great. Let them eat cake, baby, at the wedding. Yeah. Oh. Let them eat cake. But like, I think like there's just like no way that any of that could go well. And like, I don't know. <laughs> I need to. I, I think I that... need to see the downfall. Well, first of all, I fully get, do you need to see the downfall or are you just looking for a free wedding? Because everybody loves a fucking wedding. Oh, man. If you're just looking to go to a wedding. I, mean, I, think you I can, do love a wedding. Yeah, you can patch this puppy up and be a plus one on the list on the day to go to hang out there. And no one has received an invitation yet. So I'm mm. like, what's going on? But my sister is a wedding planner in the area that mm. like oh, so she they knows. live. So I'm like, yeah, so I'm like, maybe like my sister, like the company that she works for, like maybe like they'll hear something and like I can like, figure it out. I don't know. But like, I just think like, <laughs> not even to do anything, but it's just something that I want to witness. Like, I think to close, close the loop. I feel like it makes a lot of sense. What it sounds like was this person was messy and dramatic for your college experience, and now you want to return <laughs> the favor. You're like, okay. <laughs> You, you fucking you were messy, dramatic, and ruined a lot of shit for me. And now I'm gonna ruin your the happiest life. day of your life. I'm gonna ruin the happiest day of your life. But I don't even really like ruin like like if they said like does anyone like like object like I wouldn't stand like I wouldn't do any of that way, shit. You sound defensive. Like, you sound defensive. I mean, this was I wasn't even thinking about that. And you're like, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, obviously, if they say, oh, do you object? Like, I'm not gonna stand up. Okay, I might, I might raise my hand. I might say a little something. <laughs> a toast. But like, I honestly think that like this person and their partner, like I think they're meant for each other. So I'm like, go off. Isn't that what people say? We're like about two like horrible people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're meant for no, each other. Yeah. No comment. No comment.
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Oh, so you don't you don't you don't like the partner either. Well, the partner like made all their issues worse. Uh, like when they were when they went to I don't know we'll see I but see. like I just think it would be a great wedding to be at and I don't know like I feel like I need to be there I love it I love this for you uh, yeah me too you know I don't condone crimes often but I think that you got to crash this wedding is that a crime <laughs> no it's not I think a crime it would just be some casual trespassing you know first thing you got to do is you're going to need a wig because I think that if you're going to properly crash this wedding, okay. you don't, I mean, it doesn't sound, it sounds like you want to do mischief. You do. You, you don't want to see this person though. Right. You just want to be there. I think like, I just like know that like something's going to go wrong and I feel like it would be, <laughs> I have a question with you for you. I have a question for you. Are you prepared? This is, I mean, this is a little bit of a deep question. Are you prepared for this person to be happy? And I think, Yes, like they, I think they're happy now, and I think they can be happy. <laughs> and I'm fine. But you know, like when you, when you like make enemies in yeah. your head, yeah. and then they're just like they become worse when you like visualize them as like enemies in your head. Oh, you want to like, go? I yeah, I see that. I see. In yeah. years, mm-hmm. you feel like you want to go because you're like in my head they're villainous and whatever. And maybe if you go. It sounds like, I mean, I'm giving you just a bucket load of benefit of the doubt here, but it sounds like you, <laughs> you want to see the, you want to see the happy ending. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not like, I know you said I sound offensive, but I'm honestly not trying to ruin this wedding. I just want to go to it because I need yeah, to see sure. what happens. Uh, yeah, sure. Again, you sound pretty defensive. <laughs> Nobody said anything I about know, ruining know, a wedding. Like, Nobody said anything about ruining a wedding. No, you, you said, said that. You said you I said was trying to ruin the wedding. Said, you said that. No. Okay, I, I'm uh, telling you, I don't. Like, I want, I want them to be happy. I want them to be better. Like these, like these are things that I genuinely want for this person. Even, but sure. it's, it's like I just, I need to be at the wedding. No. You, you, you feel something bad's going to happen though, despite the fact that they're happy. You think something's going to go wrong. You're having a premonition, a, a final destination moment. It's like I think it would be like a just a dramatic affair. I mean, I love, look, by the way, I felt the same way about like, I'm like, oh my God, that fucking wedding. Like people I was acquaintance with mm-hmm. or like people I wasn't friends with anymore that I was kind of like on bad terms with, but it's like, oh, I would love to be at that. Like, I, I just love to see because yeah, yeah. weddings are so fun because stuff always goes wrong. It's, oh, it's such a heightened emotional day. Every wedding we've ever been at, it's like the family does something weird. Like families feeling like it's their opportunity to like get too drunk and be around each other too. Like yeah. it's always and like a that sounds day. like a show I want to go to. Yeah, I, think, I get that. What was your last communication with this person? Oh, not good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like, like it's but it's it's like I said, it's been years. Like I don't like this person doesn't take up much like space in my head except for like when i see them like on instagram which is like why i called because like i saw something on instagram about them today and i was like oh like yeah i wonder what they're doing i wonder what they're up to have they gotten married yet i think you have two solid no, you have two really you have two really solid options here one okay actually three one 
you work with your sister and somehow you get your sister to give you the details and somehow you are involved in the wedding planning of it as a freelancer to the point where you get to go on the day. That's option one. Oh, two. Mm, you cater. That could be good. You cater to the event. <laughs> You're taking the words out of my fucking brain. That's what yeah. I was thinking. This is what Aria. Would do. And by the way, Aria, you have experienced crashing weddings. Do you want to share? I have crashed a wedding. It yeah. was for a video, so it wasn't quite the quite the same level of uh, background. I crashed a Vietnamese wedding. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I got per- I got permission from the the bride and groom because I didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> but so it wasn't a, well. It was a crash in the sense that no one else there knew who I was, but I was trying to infiltrate. Yeah. So I can give you a few little tips and tricks, you know, when you're when you're angling about. Sure. Uh, you but, but you like, but, but you fully crashed. Like the bride and groom knew, but no one else knew. But no one else knew. Yeah, you just gotta walk in there and like as if you, you know, as they always say, when you're trying to sneak into places in general, just act like you're like you belong. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Right, exactly. Have a backstory ready. I mean, I guess I mean like with well, the other people at the wedding, they'll probably know you though. No, like their family and friends would they at least uh, be familiar with you to an extent? I, like maybe some of the family, but like. I think it's honestly been so long that like I don't think that they'll have any friends that'll know because I don't know if even any of my friends have been invited. I think like almost everyone is now on like a a no speaking. Wow, well, there's like, got to be one term. friend that you can get a plus one on. Well, well that's the third option. Like, exactly. I, I think, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'd be banned. Like I feel like if the person invited the friend that would take me as a plus one. The person would extend a plus one with the caveat of like, oh, like don't invite this person, this person, and this person, and uh, I would be one of those people. I would imagine actually that what's going to happen. It's the bride's day. It's the bride to both of them. <laughs> it sounds like it's it's it, they're they are both not going to cause a scene at their own way. If you just showed up, and I mean, by the way, I need you to be prepared that this is like it's going to reflect so badly on you if you just show up. To this- <laughs> Like you're like, like you're like okay, she's obsessed with me, and you're like showing up to her wedding. I, <laughs> like, I do realize how it can. Yeah, this. Come off by the way, way. yeah, no, it's gonna reflect on you poorly unless you infiltrate properly. If you cater the event, you are like <laughs> you have grounds to be there. I guess <laughs> you are so. It's so weird that you would be there. Like, hey, I know we had a following out, but anyway, here's the shrimp. <laughs> And I'm so happy for your big day. And the the bride is going to be like, okay, this is crazy. Like, why are you here? I feel like the plan would be for them not to see me. Like, I would oh. not be noticed by them at okay, all. Then the Disguise, then, wig. then you're going to need a wig. You're going to need big, funny glasses. Mm-hmm. Big, okay, funny. wig. But, well, okay, wig. <laughs> if, I've, if I've learned anything from the Hitman games, yeah, it's all yeah. about costumes. <laughs> Go the there, way, knock out a valet. Drag him into the bushes. <laughs> okay. Swap outfits. I, let me yeah. ask you this. One thing that helped me at the Vietnamese wedding was that I'm an Asian man. <laughs> so I fit seamlessly. Is this a Vietnamese wedding and are you Asian? Um, no to both. Oh, got uh, it. Okay, got, got me that. Um, uh, but I think that it's going to be, yeah, also a, a good method of disguise, delivery. Uh-oh, someone's, it's oh, a delivery, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And if you wear like a catering outfit or a delivery outfit or some sort of like vest. Oh, that's what the, all these these YouTubers that sneak into things. Yeah, yellow vest. The yellow vest. Okay, so I'll get a wig and a yellow vest. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not saying that you should do that. You're saying that I mean, you I'm adding them to my Amazon yeah, cart right now. Yeah, so. right. Also, I think that you got to be like, you, you're going to need an accomplice. I think that if you, mm. you go in mm-hmm. alone, okay. it's 
totally embarrassing to be like, you're alone singing to this wedding. However, if you're with a friend, it's like, oh my God, we were just across the street. It's like uh, a remote yeah. destination wedding. <laughs> we were just across the street and we thought, oh, we came over. And I think my whole entire ex-friend group would be down to also go to this wedding. Oh, like, this is this a group crash. <laughs> you can't bring like, all of this person's enemies to the wedding. That's the meanest <laughs> thing you can do. If it's two of you, that's fine. If it's, it's two not, of you, It's not because we want to wreak havoc. It's because we just need to see what happens. But I think yeah. your presence as a large group would wreak havoc. Yeah, I, I think, think so. You're going to need, yeah, it's two or three max and uh, you're all going to need wigs. You're all going to need okay. yellow vests. <laughs> <laughs> With the same wig. You're all Great, wearing. The same party city, Bob. Exactly. Yeah. I wish you luck in this endeavor. Um, I'm a big fan of mischief. Uh, and I think that probably item number one is to find out where the wedding's happening. And item number two is Definitely. to find out if you can get a plus one, that's obviously helpful. But then... The dream is that you put on the bob, you put on the outfit, and then you sneak in there without even being recognized. Like, just some, like, casual espionage for, like, a Friday night. Like, I think that would be great. That sounds like Arya's ball game. I, I, and I will tell you this right now, based on some experience I've had in the past doing some casual espionage, one law you don't want to break is pretending to be a health inspector. So don't be. <laughs> That's right. Can you even talk about that? I, 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 yeah, I can briefly talk about it. I mean, <laughs> the BuzzFeed legal team probably won't be happy about me talking I can about briefly it. But talk I don't work it. there anymore. Yeah, uh, I did a. I was doing an investigation into a into a cult. There's a cult called the, the Twelve Tribes, and they run a series of delis around the world called the Yellow Deli. And I infiltrated. Oh my god, I know about this. <laughs> yes, I've definitely heard about this. Right. Well, they make fantastic sandwiches, <laughs> which may or may not be made from child labor. But, <laughs> anyways, I went. I, I was filming like an investigative piece, and I snuck into their location near LA, and uh, and so me and a couple of accomplices, we each had different roles to play as we were going in there. Uh, one of them was trying to like get in with the, my partner Merle. She was pretending to be like a lost you know, wandering hippie child looking for a family. And so, you know, and it worked because the, uh, the, the cult members that were attending to the host stand uh, started like giving her a, a map to their commune. And then uh, we had my, uh, our buddy Jack oh from sound. He was just like ordering for us. And then, so me, I wanted to get in the kitchen cause that's where the, uh, <laughs> that's where the supposed child children are being used to make their food. Oh my God. And so I, uh, I pretended to be a health inspector <laughs> to get into the kitchen. <laughs> and we weren't allowed to post a video. Did you get into the kitchen? I got in the kitchen. What happened? If you can't post a video, what happened, Aria? Uh, were there children in the kitchen? Were, well, I only could see a glimpse of it before they kicked me out. <laughs> I'm the hell inspector. You're like running. Yeah, back they, 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 they tackled yeah, you. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Well, they didn't tackle me, but they didn't believe for a second that I was a health inspector. I, it, I, <laughs> you had bad acting skills. I think I came off across more as just like a, a drunk man. I really did. I was playing it up as kind of like just like a, a weird guy that thought he was a health inspector. Wait, what? There were layers to this. Well, there were so many layers to this. Why wouldn't you just be like, "Hey, how's it going? I'm just the the inspector from the. Here's this fake form. You could have really, I guess." The more you lie, probably legally, the worse it is. I didn't even know it was a legal issue until after the fact. So I, should, I came up with the health inspector lie on the road there. Because I was oh. thinking, what's my cover story? So if I had thought about it more, maybe I would have come with forms. You could have so. been a Michelin star reviewer. <laughs> yeah, that might have been better, honestly. And I would have given them that star. Let me tell you that. Wow. <laughs> that's so interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, by the way, so don't pretend to be a government yeah. official. Yeah, let's, yeah, don't do that. Okay, okay. But the vest, you should be fine. Sure, you're, sure. Just, you're just you'll working be, the roads. You'll be fine. Just don't ruin the big day. I will say this, though. 
You need to if this person is wild and and and, and crazy or whatever you just said. If somebody did the, if an enemy, an old enemy of, the, of mine did this to me, I would get revenge. So you have to be prepared if this person knows that you went to their wedding. You have to be prepared that they will stop at nothing until they get their revenge on you. Because <laughs> if somebody came to my wedding, I'm like, I put all this money into this. I did all this fucking months of planning, did this thing. Oh. And I see an enemy of mine in a fucking wig. I'm like, okay putting it down on my little I don't know that book. I can uh, live life paranoid like that. This oh is my God. point. You're, you're starting a mischief war. An old boy situation. An old boy situation. <laughs> yeah, like, like the tag yes. like the tag movie. Exactly. And I would just be like, okay, well then I'm obviously going to come to your work. Like I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to be like doing the same level of mischief onto you. So best of luck out there. I really hope you pull it off. If you pull this off, you have to give me a call back. Please email me, text the line. Uh, uh, I will, but now you'll be rethinking everything. Miles. No, no, no. Don't listen to Miles. Do, do it. Do, do it. it. You got to do it. Don't <laughs> listen to me because I want the call back. <laughs> um, thank you so much for calling in. You have the best day. Bye, Antoinette. Yeah, you too. All right, bye. bye. That person's going to be in prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> she was like, I just want to go. It's like, why, why do you want to go? <laughs> You're going to see a headline. We're going to see a headline. No, it was like, <laughs> like some fucking. Also like this person, it's like, she's like, this is years ago. Like the person who's getting married is like, okay. Like we had like an argument in college. Like <laughs> she hasn't said her age. She's probably, she's like doing her MFA at 50. <laughs> it's, been, it's been 30 That's years. That's even better. Honestly, <laughs> then I'm like, yeah, it doesn't even matter. 50 years. Um, well, Aria, that was our final call. And we have <sighs> one more segment. It's the segment we like to call get real. <sighs> This is a segment where we force a genuine moment in an effort to learn more about each other and ourselves. Aria, you're a very prolific creative person, and um, I respect you a lot. You were working for many years on digital content. I remember one time I talked to you. Uh, <laughs> the way I was giving this up was almost like I was Sean Evans. <laughs> Aria, you were making <laughs> digital content for a while, and, then, and how does that? Was there a so you're making digital content for a while? But I've always considered you to be an amazing documentary filmmaker, mm. and um, I'm curious if you can speak to the difference between making content and making uh, art, specifically with documentary, and what were some of the struggles that you ran into while making stuff for BuzzFeed that now you feel like you're freed up to make with like less freedom to just make and post you know mm -hmm. what i mean wow you came in with a hard one yeah man i wish you had texted me this <laughs> uh, but no i mean creating honestly i'm very and thank you for the kind words miles yeah. you know i i said it earlier i'm you know i think you're such an incredible creative talent yourself and so you know hearing it from you means a lot mm. Uh, but yeah, I think I never set out to do digital content. You know, uh, the BuzzFeed job kind of just fell into the lap <laughs> a little bit. <clears throat> and uh, But it was great. You know, I am very grateful for my time at BuzzFeed because yeah. working in the unscripted space, I, I got to learn a lot of storytelling techniques because I never studied documentary filmmaking and I never thought documentary filmmaking would be something I'd be interested in. But now, yeah, I mean, like... I won't lie, I forgot what the fucking question was. <laughs> what was the question? It was like, what's the difference? What's <laughs> the question was, you're like, like, you were making, <laughs> you were making content for so long. Yeah. 
<laughs> and now, like, you're doing more traditional media stuff. Yeah, yeah. What do you find is, like, the biggest difference between the two, and what excites you about what you're allowed and able to do now? There we go. Thank you very much. Uh, I think it's, honestly, I think it's given the time to, despite, well, yeah, when it comes to more traditional media or traditional, like, the feature doc I'm working on, sometimes stories need time to breathe. Yeah. And sometimes, especially with, like, TikTok. I know TikTok's, like, they're, they're saying it's good to push longer videos, but in general, they still don't want you to make a 30-minute yes. documentary no. on TikTok. And so for a lot of the stories I want to tell, sometimes they just take a little bit more time. A lot of my, the the two products I'm most proud of in my time at BuzzFeed were like 30 minutes long, yes. which is like, you know, they don't do that at BuzzFeed. Yeah, yeah. I never did. And I know the more content creators are pushing stuff uh, to that level. But anyways, I like the, well, I like the time to, that you can really spend to make a story breathe without kind of needing the cold open and all yeah. that kind of stuff that you kind of want, the hook you want to have on, on social or digital content. But also just being outside of BuzzFeed, no legal restrictions. Well, <laughs> there are well, legal, the, the sorry, society's sorry, legal. Like California's legal restrictions. <laughs> but I, I, I think, can fucking kill someone yeah. on camera. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But like BuzzFeed, well, I meant so more like, because uh, there's a legal team at BuzzFeed. Yeah. And so, and there was a lot of uh, micromanagement from people, I would say, that weren't very creative. And yes, so they were hindering the creative totally. process. And so it's nice to be able to just tackle a story without being like, I need to get this cleared from legal. Completely. And it's not so much from the place like I'm going to do something illegal, but it's like... But you're uh, somebody who makes things that are boundary pushing. Exactly. I mean, like I was trying to do on my YouTube channel for a while. I had done... Well, I was trying to do it at BuzzFeed. I pitched them doing dark travel content where you basically, yeah. you know, I'd be traveling to different countries and doing investigative mini docs and these different stories. And the pushback I got from like uh, oh. the production level, like creatively, my creative superiors were all for it, but then like legal and then finance, or it just it became a nightmare. It's like mm. uh, one of our mutual friends puts it best when he says that BuzzFeed liked to cuck their own content. And, yes, and I think unfortunately that's kind of what BuzzFeed did for a long time, which is why they're kind of in the situation they're in now. And so having be my own, you know, creative boss is very, very nice. Yeah, and right. So while I lack some of the resources that a company like BuzzFeed would give, yes, right. it's nice to be, as a creative, it's just so freeing, as I'm sure you experience, yeah. you know, uh, being oh able to gosh. tackle so much of what you're, you want. Uh, you know, you're now, you have your YouTube, like, yeah, you do so much and you are able now, like you said, your goal in 2024 is to pursue even more outside of the like digital that. space. So it's like, it's yeah. nice to- I mean, I totally relate to the feeling of like, also just like, yeah, the allowing things to breathe. One of the things I'm running into now is I'm trying to make, I just made a video recently that was like, uh, took a, it was like a full shoot day, took me a couple days to edit. It was like a ton of footage and just a lot of moving parts. And I wanted it to really feel good. It was this delivery video I did. Fantastic video. Thank you. And, um, I had so much fun making it and it's just like a, you know, fun video. But, uh, I was like, this is not sustainable for me to make. I can't, I want to release, I know I almost have to, if I want my channel to thrive and survive, I almost have to release something every week. If not that, at least every two weeks. Like that's kind of the cutoff because this stuff will continue to compound and you release more and more. But I'm like, I can't do this every week. I can't do this every two weeks. So I'm trying to figure out right now, I'm like, how do I like play the game where I can make a little short thing that's like me sitting at a desk, whatever, (laughs) six minutes, eight minutes, something like that, that I release every other week. And then while I'm doing that, like work on something that's, longer form it's really interesting because i in my dream scenario if i wasn't trying to really grow the channel and build something like that i would be like look i'll make a video and then i'll make another video the next month like you know and just spend time thinking about okay how do i really want this to feel and how do i really want this to look and it is just interesting to be like you kind of have to um you have to play their game in order to make the things that you want to make i know if you're making digital content 
Yeah, exactly. There's a, I think you're beholden to a lot more rules, like even an algorithm, for example. Yeah. And that's not to say that obviously traditional media isn't full of its own rules and stumbling blocks. I mean, that's its own, like just trying to break into that is yeah. its own challenge, which many people unfortunately aren't able to even get into. Yeah. But yeah, I think digital media is, it's tough, but I mean, you're, you're killing it, baby. Ah, oh, thank you. you. Are, I appreciate you are. that. I, I mean, the fact that you want to do then if you're doing a weekly YouTube video, you're doing basically three video edits a week. Yeah. Blows my mind. Uh, it's just crazy. I, I I just need to, and I'm a fast editor, but I just need to build an infrastructure where it's like even more sustainable. Or like a lot of these YouTubers, like you have like Ludwig and Moist Critical and these guys who just make a video and they just have pre-planned it. it or it's really either there's no editing. It's just them at a camera talking mm-hmm. or it's pre-planned to be like a pop culture news thing. that They're just talking to camera really quickly yeah. and it's a shorter video. And I'm like, that is attractive because it's like for people who just want to watch something. Yeah. You know, I think about that too, like a documentary like Tickled, which I love and I know you like too. Yeah. Uh, if that was put on YouTube, it would not be served to people because people would see the first th- 60 seconds and it wouldn't be grabby mm-hmm. because it's Absolutely. they're not on that. So they'd be clicking off. So it's not served to anyone. But the doc- whole point of a documentary is that you have to watch the arc and you slowly get in and then you're there till the end and whatever. And there's something, um, yeah, you have to sacrifice it. That's why it's like, I want to, dip my toe into thinking with that mainstream media brain again, because I want to make stuff that has an earned payoff. And mm-hmm. I want to make stuff that's a little slower paced and is like built for longevity, not built for just somebody to click on while they're on the toilet. That's totally right. Earned payoff is the right way of describing yeah. it. And you're going to earn that payoff with, you know, having that time to let that right, yeah. payoff build. It's and like trust like too. Exactly. When you watch a documentary on Netflix, you've trusted that the money that they've put into it and they've bought it and they put it on there, you trust that there's going to be a payoff. And I think with YouTube, there that trust isn't there as much because people can just click anything else, and you're like, I can watch anything. Anyone can upload. I can watch anything. You know. I mean, it's a it's a struggle, right? It's a it's a it's like I've I've this I've often thought that the period in my life right now definitely feels like I'm at like at diverging paths. It's like, do I really want to keep leaning into more mm. digital content, or I just want to go full in on like the traditional media? Yeah. Which is, I think, I am going down that path for now, giving that a try. But it's difficult because I think. I mean, that's something that we've both have been in for almost a decade now. Yeah. We met in 2017, so okay, maybe not almost a decade, but yeah, you know, we've been. Feels like a decade. Yeah, <laughs> feels like longer. But you know that hey, that's that's the creative struggle. Yeah, you know that's that's and it's good too. It's fun. It's a good problem to be in, and it's cool to think with different parts of your brain and to like dip your toe in a little bit of all of it. Um, but uh, Aria, thanks so much for joining the show. Thank you for having me. You're the best. Um, Ari, I want to tell people about your brand new podcast oh, as well, yes. and your social channels and all that. Absolutely. Well, actually, my podcast is pretty much the only digital content I'm making right now. Yeah. Like I mentioned, I don't really do anything on my YouTube channel anymore, but I do have a podcast called Borderline Inappropriate mm-hmm. with my partner, Merle. Where love every, Merle. Yeah, we love Merle, uh, even though she does leave her, her toys around. But hey, that's what makes me love her more. But Merle and I, uh, every week on Borderline Inappropriate, we uh, we tackle taboo topics, uncomfortable topics, uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. We talk about things like you know, open relationships, mm-hmm. you know, pay transparency, sure. uh, you know, all the kind of things that you know we might not be so comfortable to bring out in the open. We we that's right. Pushing you that you juice some music. Yeah, you, you know, move the little thing. Yeah. So yeah. that's a, that's been really fun. It's been great to be able to do something together, and that gives me a little so creative nice. outlet in the digital space while I pursue also my traditional media endeavors. So yeah, check out Borderline Inappropriate. Yeah, that's on awesome, YouTube, guys. All, all streaming platforms. Check out Borderline Inappropriate and check out Aria stuff at Aria. <laughs> <laughs> what are your social handles? What it's that? at uh, at Aria in Tavon. Yes. Uh, yeah. I wow. wish I could have the at Aria handle, but I think that fucking hotel took it. <laughs> <laughs> at Aria Hotel. Uh, check out Aria's stuff. And until next time, if you have a problem and you're wondering, how do I even solve it? Just remember that no matter 
who you are or where you are. Perfection is only a call away. That was a HeadGum Podcast.